Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. Welcome Mile High Sports Radio, Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Tomorrow, there's an auction for laser cutter machines, downdraft tables, tools, toolboxes, high-reach equipment, storage containers, and more. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. And if you want notifications about upcoming auctions, go to RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Good morning. How are you? Top of the morning, my man. How are you? Well, I am looking out the window, and the sun is coming up over the horizon. All right. Um, a month ago, it'd be... Pretty close to dark right now, so we're getting closer yes. and closer to spring. And you got a round of golf in on Friday, which is which is nice. I, I Friday went, ended up being a fairly nice day. Did you play in relative comfort? Yeah. Good. It was fine Good. when we started at 11. Uh, by the time it was 1 o'clock, it was yeah. really nice outside. Yeah. And then... I, Get cool later, or how? Yeah. You, you no, it no, it was no, fine you were, throughout. You were good. Oh, good. I'm really glad to hear that. That's outstanding. You were looking forward to it, so I'm glad you guys had a good round. And I felt very, very good about my game. I went Wyndham Clark on the opening seven holes. <laughs> Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. I don't think Michael Malone would disagree if I said the Nuggets look sloppy disinterested, erratic in the first half against Portland, but then they flipped the switch, cranked up the defense. The Blazers scored 40 in the second half and uh, beat Portland for the second time in three nights. Only one game, and this was the case going into the game, into Sunday night, and it came out the exact same way. Top four teams in the NBA's Western Conference all won. Oklahoma City, Minnesota, Clippers, then the Nuggets. With that, the Nuggets were the top team in the West from start to finish last season. Mm-hmm. Have the Nuggets slipped back to the pack, or are the other teams that much better? No, the other teams are that much better. Nuggets are about where they were this time last year in the in the standings. Um, this is when they really started to, I mean, they really started uh, to turn the heat up. Uh, but no, I think the Nuggets are better. But I mean, Minnesota is exponentially better. Oklahoma City is light years better. They're Chet Holmgren better because right? they didn't have him last year. Right. Clippers are are not load managing. Nope. They're they're a very real problem. Yeah. So uh and that doesn't even get us to some of the regular suspects. So now I think the Nuggets are about where they were last year, virtually the same. The difference is you've got three teams in particular that have really raised their profile. Remember, Minnesota was, what, an eighth seed last year? They're going to be a lot better than that this year, no question about it. So yeah, strap it up and get ready to go because it's going to be a hell of a, a stretch run in the NBA West. When Michael Porter Jr. was drafted, he could have easily been one of the top couple of picks in the draft, but he mm-hmm. wasn't because of his injury history. And all we kept hearing was, this guy's ceiling is so high. Mm-hmm. What's he in his fourth year? Yeah. Okay. Who has a higher ceiling, him or Peyton Watson? Isn't it amazing that you even have it to would pause have to hesitate because I love where Peyton Watson's coming from now. Well, I'm asking, what's his ceiling? If you had to project out, what is his ceiling compared to Michael Porter Jr.? Is Peyton Watson ever going to average 16 points a game in the NBA? 
I don't know if he necessarily needs to be. I don't he, either. Because he is such a force right. defensively yep. that it makes up for it. Yeah, I mean. Can he score 16? Yes. I think I probably. I, I'm I'm not sure that I'm totally bought in on the ceiling anymore for MPJ. I think he's. I, I just don't, th- I mean, I sit there and watch him making lazy one-hand shovel passes that get picked off for atomic bombs. The guys, they go back the other way and score too easily, you know, but then, and then, but then I, I see him block a shot to start a defense, to start a fast break the other way. I just don't see the fire and consistency from Michael Porter Jr. Peyton Watson plays at a, Frantic pace. Every single time he now now sometimes he doesn't play well, but he always does a couple of things every single time that he's in there that helps you to win a game. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if I'm all in on the ceiling for Peyton Watson, but I think I might give him the nudge. I mean, I haven't seen him as a starter very much. That's a different kind of responsibility, and I think MPJ, but. But I don't know. MPJ is just kind of. Has he been better than you thought this year? Has he been about the same or has he been maybe a little worse than you thought or hoped for? Michael Porter Jr.'s numbers remind me a little bit of Russell Wilson's numbers. Okay. The numbers look better than the eye test. Yeah. So when you see that he's averaging seven rebounds a game this Mm -hmm. season. Are they impact rebounds in key situations? That's a very good question. When he scores specifically three-pointers, he banged out a couple early in last night's game, and then he sat on the bench, I believe, for the entire fourth quarter and for a good part of the end of the third quarter. Every once in a while, late in the game, he'll hit a three for you. Mm -hmm. I'm not suggesting that he won't. But it's his inconsistency that makes you think, will this guy ever become a great player in this league? And we have a sample size of five seasons. Now, yeah. uh, now it's five seasons. doesn't mean it's five full seasons. 21-22, he only played nine games. Mm-hmm. But he's been in the league for five years. And I just don't see that consistency. I'm not saying trade him. He's a bad player. I'm just saying I don't I do not see this guy being a superstar in this league. No. I think he's a role player because his consistency just isn't there. He's a high end role player, but all you and you don't need to listen to us on this. Just watch the substitution patterns that Michael Malone uses right. with MPJ. Yeah. Is he on the floor at key times in a tight game in the fourth quarter? Not not most of the time. He's not. And I think that that, that is more reflective. That's the reflection that you need to, to take in on this because Michael Malone is telling you a lot of things by who's playing in crunch time of a game that you're trying to win, which they were last night. They didn't take the lead until literally the last offensive push of the third quarter. Hadn't led at all against Portland in a game that was almost predictable. They pounded them on Friday night. It's a bad team. 
Nuggets are the second best uh, home team in the NBA. Portland's the second worst road team in the NBA. It was just a question of not if, but when the Nuggets did it. And they happened to do it in the fourth quarter, but they happened to do it without Michael Porter Jr. Right. making a very big contribution. He's had more than a few games in which he has scored over 20. Yeah. I'm going to read you his last, I don't know. And I'm, it might seem like I'm cherry picking here because he has had stretches of 19, 13, 20, 25, 20 points. That's all really good. But you can't have games of five points and five points and then another five points. You can't disappear. And and that's what he does. I mean, he takes inconsistency to a whole new level. I mean, how do you think about this? I'll go to a, a couple of games in January. Starting on New Year's. 22 points, 8 points. 22 points, 18 points, 5 points. You just don't know when he's going to play well. And he's really not shooting the three-point ball particularly well. I mean, he's at 39%. That's, that's kind of meh. Right. I mean, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you, I think that you need more out of Michael Porter Jr. because you're never going to get the type of defense that you want. I, that that's Is he a little better than he – a little better? Yeah. Is he a little better rebounder than he's been? Yeah. Think about, but think, but, of, think about this for a yeah. second. You have an unselfish superstar in Jamal Murray. It's, or excuse me, in Nikola Jokic. And Jamal is pretty unselfish too. Mm-hmm. But then you have some pretty good defensive players on your roster. It's not like there isn't role modeling there with KCP and Bruce Brown and Peyton Watson and Aaron Gordon. The modeling is there. If you go back to when the Nuggets had Carmelo Anthony, nobody played defense. Dante Jones played defense. Uh They had an occasional guy play defense. But you would think that just by osmosis, Michael Porter Jr. would become a better defensive player. Yes, you see it in spurts, you know, five minutes in a game, but then where's the rest? Yeah. No, he's, he's... he is stop and go. And, and he is the ultimate streak player on this roster. And honestly, looking at the Nuggets bench, wondering what the rotation is going to be, who's going to be that guy like Bruce Brown last year, averaging about 26 minutes a game in the playoffs. You need Michael Porter Jr. to be great to nullify the questions about the bench. And I haven't seen... Michael Porter Jr. be that guy to make you feel better that if he gets extended minutes, he's not going to be on and off. He's going to be on for most of the game. Yeah, he hasn't been a player like that so far this year. Fifth year in the league. I understand he played nine games one year. He's a five-year pro. By this time, is this who he is? And he's not shooting well right now. Two for six, three for 10, three for nine, one for three, four for 12, one for five. Those are his last seven or eight games. When you watch him play and he misses a couple of shots early, unlike any other player on that roster. It affects him. But are you thinking, oh, man, is it going to be one of those nights where he's going to keep hoisting it up, wide open threes, misses him 
and then you're not yelling at the TV, but you're watching thinking, cut to the hole, cut to the hole. Why are you standing in the corner? Why are you just waiting for the ball? Be more active. I mean, if you're active around Jokic, you're going to get the ball. Yeah, no question. Did have three blocks last night, and I remember two of them led to baskets. So, I mean, he was productive along those lines, but your point is good. He was productive for six, seven minutes in the game. Yeah. But, How's that? Right. But he also, Early on. But he turned it over three times, too. I mean. In the first quarter, he had a couple of threes, had about four, four rebounds, and I think he had a block or two. And that's when they were way down. Yeah. But when it mattered, he sat on the bench yeah. for the entire fourth quarter. And he's playing minutes. I mean, he played 24 last night, 35 on Friday. 39 against Oklahoma, 37, 37, 35. He's playing minutes. Yeah, I don't know. Coming up after the break, if you had any dreams about the Broncos trading up to get Caleb Williams, even if you thought it was the remotest of remote possibilities, I think that your hopes have been dashed officially with something that happened yesterday. That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Pray tell, why did you play this song? Because it was one of the best moments of the Grammys last night. Bruce said it. Oh, I know. Oh. Being, I'm being a little rhetorical. Good job. So you watched the Grammys last night. Was this your favorite part? Uh, I was at Nuggets last night, but I caught all of it on, on Twitter. I and saw maybe, yeah, about 15, 20 minutes. But this was really a nice moment when, I, when he and when she and Luke Combs did it together. I've always wondered, how fast is that car she's driving? Doesn't, ma- doesn't how com- matter. How come she hasn't told us? After all these years, I'd like to know how fast that car drives. It's, it's a metaphor, my friend. Oh, gotcha. Welcome back, Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle, watch us at MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Tomorrow, there's an auction for laser cutter machines, downdraft tables, tools, toolboxes, and more. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com. Backslash MHS. In the meantime, if you are looking for a home makeover, new siding, new windows, highly recommend. You go with Paramount Siding and Windows. I think they're the best out there. They have a brand new showroom. They can show you all the new stuff that they have. Uh, They have new windows that are beyond efficient to make sure that your heating and your cooling bill stays down. They have phantom retractable screens. And you know what? When it comes to honesty and integrity, no one tops them. Uh, Scott came over to my house. I thought I needed a couple of new windows. He easily could have sold me a couple of new windows. He said, no, it just needs a minor fix. And he fixed it for me. And I said, oh, my goodness. I appreciate that. I go, do I need new windows? He goes, no. I'm like, wow. He could have sold me two new windows. Yeah. And he didn't. And by the way, how many companies actually come to your house to look at one or two windows? Almost none. They want the big projects. Right. Paramount Siding and Windows, the best out there. Go to ParamountSidingAndWindows.com. Time now for the buzz. 
The Buzz is presented by Paramount Siding and Windows. Paramount Siding and Windows, it's quality in everything they do. Find them at ParamountSidingAndWindows.com. I think that if you had any delusions of grandeur that the Broncos are going to be trading up to get Caleb Williams, I think you can forget about it now. Did anyone really think that? No, not necessarily. I mean, there was a report out there that all of us laughed at. But even so, even so, I think you could make the case any team looking to trade up to get Caleb Williams. That has gone out the window because of what the Washington Washington Commanders did yesterday. Hiring Cliff Kingsbury yeah. to be what? The offensive coordinator? Correct. And what did Cliff do last year? He worked with USC with Caleb Williams. Yes. And oh, by the way, Caleb Williams went to high school in that area. I think this new ownership group wants to make a huge splash. Yeah. And I think they will do everything they can to make a trade with the Bears to get Caleb Williams. I grew up in Chicago. I grew up a Bears fan. Now I could care less. But I got to tell you something. I'm going to feel really bad for that fan base if they trade the number one overall pick. And Caleb Williams turns out to be a star because they already are still living the Mitch Trubisky trade. Yeah. Man, what would that haul be like? I mean, are we talking three first round picks? At the end of the day, starters, or I don't know. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if it's 50 first round picks Mm -hmm. and you can't trade 50 first round picks. If the Bears have settled on Caleb Williams, there will be no trade. No matter what, no matter what the offer is. They already have the ninth pick, right? Yep. Damn. There will be no offer that is good enough if they have decided this is the guy for us for sure. But what if the Bears haven't decided that? I don't know if they have or not. Yeah. If they think it's close, maybe they just keep compiling more picks. Yeah. But if they have their mind made up, he's not going anywhere with that. So is Caleb Williams orchestrating this then? Well, I don't know if Caleb Williams can orchestrate. It's not like John Elway where he can threaten to go play baseball. Right. Right. Eli Manning orchestrated it. Yeah. But what's Caleb Williams going to do? He can't go back to school. Nope. He's out. He's done now. Once you're drafted, they own your rights. Mm -hmm. And that's it. In the meantime, Senior Bowl is over. And now, uh, you know, the Broncos getting a chance to look at draft prospects in the scouting combine. Starts uh, later this month, February 26th. In the meantime, ESPN polled. Uh, more than two dozen scouts and personnel executives in attendance at the Senior Bowl about the draft status of each of the seven quarterbacks they saw and what it might mean in the April draft. The consensus on Knicks is he'll be a mid-second-round pick, although, because he's a quarterback, he'll likely go in the lower third of the first round. As for Michael Penix, he's considered a second- or third-round pick, depending on his physical at the Combine. And if teams feel comfortable with his draft, his health history... He could go high as, well, late first-round pick. Do you see anything, read anything, that makes you feel the Broncos should use the 12th pick on Bo Nix or Michael Penix? Because, honestly, I don't think either guy are going to be taken in the top 11. No. I think the Broncos are thinking more picks. Trade down. I think they will draft a quarterback, but I'm not saying it's going to be with the 12th pick or the resulting pick because I think that they'll move down 18, 19, 20, something like that. I think they will pick up a second rounder. I think this is about volume and getting guys through the door. They may end up taking a 
a pick on on Michael Pratt, the kid from Tulane, who they interviewed at least twice um, in the middle rounds. I, I just there's and and you know I mean there doesn't have to be any indication that that Sean Payton is itching for one of those guys up top, but the guys that we saw, uh, you know, I mean. You can do with them. You can do without them, I think. NFL is a copycat league. So do you think there are a few delusional teams out there that actually believe, hey, the 49ers got Brock Purdy with the final pick in the draft. Broncos, could they be thinking, hey, maybe we can have ourselves a Brock Purdy if we wind up taking Michael Pratt in the third or the fourth round? Well, in I, I guess in a way, not directly, I think they'll take the player where they're comfortable taking the player. No, I understand that. But would a team feel more comfortable drafting a quarterback not in the first round, later in the draft, because of what Brock Purdy has done? Well, Brock Purdy is is a, you talk about a one-off guy, right? He is as much of an aberration as and the, an anomaly. As an aberration and anomaly could be. Right. And here's the reason why. Yes, I think you could take Michael Pratt in the fourth round mm-hmm. as long as you have Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and Brandon Ayuk. That's a great call. And and that's... And Kyle Shanahan calling plays. And with all due respect to Sean Payton, he is not Kyle Shanahan. He is not Kyle Shanahan. Let me repeat it. He is not Kyle Shanahan at all. Kyle Shanahan is a brilliant play designer and play caller, and if you want to argue with me, pick any game that we saw last year, and let's watch it. I'm, 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 I'm okay with him, even though they, I mean, they're, they improved from the year before. They still were less than I thought they could have been, but I, but I'm not discouraged. I think Sean Payton will be better offensively. I, I do. I, I think he will. I think it will drive him. And I do think that he's, and I watch him as you do every single day. The dude is a detail oriented, get the small things right kind of guy. And he's got a creative side. I didn't say he that's didn't. intriguing. I didn't say he did. I don't know. I don't know if the difference between he and Kyle Shanahan is, is so Vast. I'll tell you why it is. Because he went to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo, and he's about to go to a Super Bowl with Brock <laughs> Purdy, and I liken that to Joe Gibbs, who went to a Super Bowl yeah. with Doug Williams and Mark Rippon and Joe Theismann. He can play with any quarterback. Yeah, he's got just got to win a game. He's and, just got to win a Super Bowl. And, oh, by the way, he's a pretty darn good evaluator of talent as well. No arguing. Because look at the roster. Yeah, you can bring up Trey Lance to me all day. Guys make mistakes. And that was a big one. But did it really hurt him that much? Well, not really. Guys swing and miss on quarterbacks all the time. That's right. Everybody swings and misses on a quarterback. It happens all the time. The biggest jump in any sport is from a quarterback at college to a quarter starting quarterback in the NFL. And all of the things in between are very difficult to get a read on. You're hoping that you are able to evaluate a kid's processor. 
But you don't get that until you get them in and in an NFL situation where they're thinking things at the line of scrimmage, pre-snap. I mean, there's so many things that go on for an NFL quarterback. Here's the, and I use this wrestling analogy all the time. For every move, there's a counter move. For every argument, there's a counter argument, right? Mm -hmm. I can look at Sean Payton and say to him, how in the world did you not get Marvin Mims more involved? How in the world was Jerry Judy not more involved? And his counter move to me is, did you see my quarterback who isn't good on timing throws and can't throw over the middle? Fine. I understand that's your argument. Put Jerry Judy or Marvin Mims in San Francisco's offense with Brock Purdy, and I promise you they're far more productive in San Francisco than they were here. Yeah, but that, yeah. 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 But because that, he but finds that has, a way to use his But that has as much to do with the talent that is around, the amount of talent that you have to respect around a player as well. Look, I like Brock Purdy a lot. I, I think he's done an absolutely fantastic job. I don't diminish anything that he has done. I'm just referring to Shanahan and Peyton. Yeah, I, I mean, you Shanahan think- can take any player and make him look really good. Yeah. Well, he's got to, okay, yeah. I mean, he just misses. It would be nice for him to get that one win on his resume. I would agree. I, I think that I think that's kind of where I am with Kyle Shanahan right now. I don't argue any of that point whatsoever about his prowess, his offensive prowess, his play calling, his originality, his creativity. He's got a lot of different weapons to be creative with. Right. Um, I think Sean Payton is a very good offensive coach. I think he's a very good offensive mind. I think he's a creative offensive mind. I think he'll end up proving it. But, yeah, I mean, come on, Kyle Shanahan, go win a game this this weekend. And I think that they and I think they will. I I, I do. I think San Francisco is going to get theirs. Right. I hope. Because I'm not cheering for the Chiefs. I'm not. I'm not. And 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 I know that you love Patrick Mahomes and his greatness. Yep. And this would be dynastic because you this would be what? This would be three and six, right? Mm-hmm. That's pretty hard to beat. Yeah. So I mean the Chiefs have done all the the Chiefs have won six they've been to the play they've they've been to the AFC championship game six straight times. Is that in and of itself a dynasty? No. But you add two Super Bowls to it. Now we're talking. Do they have to get one more to get into the kind of 49ers, Steelers kind of realm? Probably, right? This is what what I would say about Kyle Shanahan. Brandon Ayuk was a late first-round pick. First-round pick. Yeah. Debo Samuel was a second-round pick. Mm -hmm. George Kittle was a fifth-round pick. All stars. Mm -hmm. All of them. Yeah. He helped turn these guys into stars. There's no question about it. Right. Are you first round pick? I get it. Yeah. Although, give Kyle Shanahan for this. He, like his dad, wants his wide receivers to block. And there was a time in Brandon Ayuk's career, first round pick, loved to run deep routes, great speed, didn't want to block. And Shanahan said to him, you're going to stand next to me on the sidelines until you learn how to block. You're not going in that game until you become a willing blocker. And Ayuk didn't play. Or he played limited minutes. And then when Ayuk bought in, because of Shanahan, the coach, look what Ayuk has become. Yeah. 
That's coaching. Yeah. That's play design. Not a knock on Peyton. I'm just saying I would I would take Kyle Shanahan all day over Sean Payton, period, when it comes to play calling. I look at Marvin Mims and Jerry Judy. How in the world were these guys, specifically Mims, not more prominently featured? You couldn't find a way to use them. Every week it was the same thing. I know we got to get him more involved. I know we got to get him more involved. You know what I know we got to get him more involved means? I'm not getting him involved enough. And clearly I'm not doing enough to make him involved. Why not? Well, Sean Payton didn't have anything close to the weapon. And and that's a and that's another thing that you give Kyle Shanahan credit for. Who has the better quarterback? Russell Wilson or Brock Purdy coming into this season? Or Brock Purdy, go, you know, coming out of college? Well, Russell Wilson, obviously. Right. And look what Shanahan did with Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy. Because if I'm not mistaken... Jimmy Garoppolo did not have Christian McCaffrey standing next to him. No, they traded for him and a very well-placed trade. Right. They just have, so they have, it helps that when you have weapons that have to be accounted for all over the field, that doesn't change the fact that he's still very creative with what he does with them at all. He turned Debo Samuel into a running back. That's how creative he is. And he's incredibly effective, even though Debo's not crazy about it. No. Debo bought in. Ayuk bought in. Period. Coming up after the break. Did you watch the flag football game yesterday? I watched enough. I watched enough of it, I think. Well, yeah. okay. Some will argue the NFL yeah. has killed yeah. the Pro Bowl. Was it ever alive? But the truth is, how much of that really does fall on the players killing the Pro Bowl? And is there a better solution? I think there is. That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman and Hurdle. Watch us at mylifesports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman tomorrow. Auction for laser cutter machines, downdraft tables, high-reach equipment, storage containers, tools, toolboxes, and more. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sthmazda.com. Our friends TJ Ward and Chris Harris were active on Twitter yesterday hammering the uh, flag football game. Don't blame them. Um, anything about that game truly interest you to make you think, I got to watch this again? No. Yeah. But neither did the old Pro Bowl. There was nothing ever worth watching for me so, in the Pro Bowl. So if the flag football game isn't worth watching, <clears throat> and certainly the old format, which nobody tackled and nobody hit, 
and it really was essentially a flag football game without the flags. Right. What does the NFL do? I'm sure the ratings are going to be good for it. It's all about money. Mm-hmm. So they're going to do something. What does the NFL do? And also, who's really to blame for all of this? Is it the NFL for coming up with a crappy concept, which is flag football? Or is it the players who really don't want to play in a regular game? I don't mind the flag football. I'm not sure. I, I wouldn't be a part of the people that give a damn. I, I, I would be that. I mean, I would be in that. It's like, okay, fine. I don't need a regular football game, nor do I expect one <clears throat> from a bunch of guys who have just played in 17 of 18 weeks. Uh, I just don't, I don't, I thought that the way that the weekend was played out was about as good as you can do. And I thought it was somewhat interesting. It wasn't riveting for me. Um, but I mean, I, I, I caught a little bit of tug of war. I caught a little bit of skills. I caught a little bit of the, uh, I, I saw Pat Sertan's interception and take back uh, for a touchdown. I saw, I, I stopped what I was doing to watch the last play of the game with the AFC on the two yard line trying to, I, 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 I admit it. I stopped what I was doing to watch the play. Way back in the day, way back in the day, Alex, way before your time, in the Olympics, the decathlon meant something. You were crowned the greatest athlete in the world when you won the decathlon. Mm -hmm. It involved running and javelin and discus and long jump and everything. Yeah. Because you could do 10 things really well, better than anybody else Over the the course of two days. Cool. A whole bunch of different skill sets. Right. Strength, agility, speed, yada, yada, yada. This is what I think the NFL should do. Okay. Let's find out who truly is the best football player in the world. What do I mean by that? Take a skill from each position group and have those guys perform them. So, as an example, let's use Tua as a quarterback as our example. All right. He does a passing thing, but then he also has to do receiving. And then he also has to do like an offensive lineman. How far can you push a blocking sled for 30 seconds? Do things that other position groups need to do. Kicking, punting, all of those things. Who's the best all around football player in the world? And truthfully, when you look at guys who go to the Pro Bowl, I think you'd probably put him near the top anyway. Yeah, probably so. I think that would be kind of fun to watch. Yeah, I guess that's intriguing. I'd like long to, snapping. I'd I'd like to Anything. know how you assess. There would have to be a percentage basis of what skill means. I mean, are they all equal? I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm for anything that moves the arrow forward. I think that would they, you watch that? Um, I might. Would you watch it over a flag football game? I would at least once. It's like the game Superstars that they had in the 1970s. I remember they, it well. I, I used to watch. I watched that. For those that don't know, they'd get a bunch of actors or they'd have a bunch of athletes. Athletes, yeah. Basically do a decathlon. Right. Who's the greatest athlete? Yeah. Go yeah. through the obstacle course. Play around to tennis. Yeah. Who could hit a golf ball further? And we'd never seen anything like that before. And it was fairly cool. Now, it ran hot for a few years, and then the format kind of went away. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I don't 
I, I wonder, I'll look at the ratings today, and I'm sure they're going to be very good for the weekend of, of the NFL Pro Bowl. You could get ratings by just putting up the NFL logo for three hours. So what difference does it make whether it's really, really good in, from that standpoint? And, and that's being... Well, let's try and make it better. Okay. There's no point in doing a game, is there? No. Base, baseball is the only true all-star game. Yeah, and that's... Because you can't fake hitting. And it's perfectly suited for an all-star format. It right. really is. Perfectly suited. Now, I will say this. I watched a little of the NHL format this weekend. Yeah. I, I think I liked that more than the Pro Bowl. Because there's no hitting. There's, it's all action. Yeah. In, yeah. In, in our microwave society in which we want a lot of action mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. That's what differentiates us from the rest of the world. The rest of the world is fine with a one nothing final in soccer. Yeah. There doesn't have to be a lot of scoring. No. Because they enjoy the art and the beauty of the game. We have to have scoring or it's boring. I agree. Other than baseball, baseball is always interesting to me, but it's not for most people. Well, that's why baseball is sliding down the razor blade of life well, in terms of it's this. Still, it's it, still doing okay. It, well, I mean, it's okay. It's not football. Yeah, nothing yeah. Nothing is football. You're right. It's, nothing. It's okay for somebody yeah. who's 65 and 55, not for somebody who's 21, because you're trying to capture new generations, and that's what baseball is not doing well. Because when you play video games as a teenager mm -hmm. and you love looking at those numbers rack up more and more and more and you don't see it in baseball, eh, boring. I'd rather go skateboarding. Yeah, but people still show up. Attendance is is good and I, I, baseball is what it is. There is there is nothing that compares athletically to the monster that is the NFL. I agree. Nothing. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? Nuggets took care of the Trailblazers in both games this weekend, plus Chauncey Billups had some comments praising Jokic and local golfer Wyndham Clark is a winner again. That's all next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. I love this song. Do you? Yeah, I don't know why. It's got a great beat to it. Yeah, it does. Okay. thought I'd put that out there. It's not one I'd, turn, I'd, I'd put on. But that's all right. But it's a toe tapper. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm not the definitive word. It's what's the name of the song? Uh, right back where we started from. It's all right. And who's the artist? Because we're getting right back to where uh, we started is it from. Ma Ma Max and Nightingale. No, Max and Nightingale. Well, that's what he's. I mean, he... Max and Nightingale. That's who's yeah. saying this. Yeah. Really? One hit one. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle, watch us, MyLifeSports.com, reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Tomorrow there's an auction for laser cutter machines, downdraft tables, tools, toolboxes, high-reach equipment, storage containers, and more. 
Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the final word. The final word. Is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Alrighty, just in case you missed it, Nuggets swept the Trailblazers over the weekend, winning on Friday by 12 and last night by 9. Uh, last night's game was the Nuggets' last game before the trade deadline on Thursday afternoon. Uh, and Billups co- or uh, Blazers coach Chauncey Billups called Jokic the best passer he's ever seen, regardless of position, saying there's just nothing like him. Uh, your, rea- your reaction to the two wins over the Trailblazers and Chauncey Billups' comments on Jokic? Well... You better beat the Portland Trailblazers twice at home. They're one of the worst road teams in all the NBA. And, man, they, after leading for all of three quarters, you talk about a team, one bad thing happened to them, and then it was just turnover, brick, turnover again. And and the Nuggets went on a 22-3 run or 23-2 run, and it it was just a bad, bad basketball team. But, uh, yeah, welcome to the party, Chauncey. We're, we're glad to have you along on Nikola Jokic. He is. Is he the greatest passer of all time? I don't know if he's. Well, that's what he said. He's the greatest passer from his position at all time. That's not what time. he said. He said the greatest passer, period. Well, so I disagree then. So do I. Magic Johnson and Jason Kidd yeah. are the two greatest passers I've ever seen. Sure. And there's different kind of passers. Pete Maravich was a hellacious passer. I mean, he was un- Bob Cousy was an ungodly passer doing things in the 50s that people had never dribbling between your legs behind your back passing behind you you know what's more difficult do you think in basketball passing on the run like magic johnson and jason kidd or standing and then passing i think on the run because you have to account for where all the activity is around you it's like playing quarterback you got to hit a guy on the move yeah now, I, I'm going to say this right now. Nikola Jokic is easily the best passing big man yeah. we've ever seen. And I think he's the best passer in the game right now. Yeah. I, I, I would listen to that. I, I certainly would. Right now, he's yeah, the best passer. He's the best the passer in the game. But historically, Re- yeah, I don't know. Regardless of position, he's the best passer in the game. All right, just in case you missed it, after 54 holes of play, the 2024 AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am is over, and reigning U.S. Open champion Wyndham Clark has been declared the winner. The tournament's final round was canceled uh, because of inclement weather that included heavy rainfall and gusting winds up to 60 miles per hour. Uh, It's the third PGA Tour uh, title for Wyndham Clark, who, of course, is a Valor Christian high school grad. Uh, Although the final round was wiped out by weather, how cool is it to see the Colorado guy, Wyndham Clark, Win at Pebble Beach. Well, it's always cool, and I pull for him for obvious reasons. Um, don't know him, but geographically, that's good enough for me. I know this. He shot 60 on a day that wasn't conducive to shooting a low number on a golf course that when the weather comes up is a damned hard golf course to score. And he shot 60 in the third round. Who's had a better calendar year? Wyndham Clark or Christian McCaffrey, both out of valor? Uh, Wyndham Clark. 
Wyndham Clark for Wyndham now. Clark won the U.S. Open, for God's sake. So in the last calendar, you have the U.S. Yes. Open and then Pebble. Calendar year. Calendar year. Now, and Christian the, McCaffrey, how many touchdowns does he have? Like 100? Like yeah. 180. Something like that. And, but now that, now that's a, this time next week, maybe we could revisit that question. Outside of the 1970s and maybe part of the 1980s, how many running backs, basically when you bet on them to score, you get awful odds, but you get still decent odds if he scores two, and he's consistently now scoring two touchdowns. Right. Yeah, no, he's unbelievable. I mean, well, he's their red zone attack dog. He's their everything attack everything. dog. Everything. Yeah. I mean, he's just un- he's unreal. Coming up after the break, Nuggets win last night, but don't gain any ground. And by the way, that was uh, Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it. You can walk into any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. You want to redesign your entire kitchen. They have a staff dedicated to helping you do that. You want stuff to fit your budget, go to the clearance center in Denver. Mountain High Appliance, Louisville, Littleton, and again, find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Nuggets don't gain any ground in the Western Conference. That's because the teams they are chasing all win as well. The Nuggets are the fourth seed. So the question is, with these teams being much better this year than they were last year, how important is it for the Nuggets to have home court advantage? That's next. Grew. 